Hello, everybody. Thank you for downloading. We got this with Mark and Hal. Hi, everyone. This weekend, if you are listening to this on the day of its release, mm-hmm. we are going to be in Pensacola, Florida for Pensacon. That's right. Come on down to the panhandle of Florida. It is beautiful. White sand beaches and uh, all the nerd culture you can gobble up at the at the convention center, I guess it's at. Or it's, yeah, was it's, it a stadium it's kind of thing? It's the Pensacola Convention Center. Which, which has a stadium inside. Stadium. Yeah, right. it's like super cool. They take over the building downtown, the whole – They take over the whole airport yeah, even Pensacola, when you come in. Yeah, like they love – Having, they love hosting Pensacon. It's a blast. So come down and we're going to be doing shows there. We're going to be doing signings. We're going to be meeting folks. It's going to be great. Yeah, all over the place. Come people of the world in the Gulf Coast area. You can go to Pensacon.com for more information. And also, while we're making requests, mm-hmm. we haven't asked for a while for people to leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. Like rating it is great. We love the ratings. We're, we're five-star ratings and that's all because of you. Thank you. The reviews – also really help people discover the show and you telling them what you like about it is a big help. So if you haven't done that yet and it's been a while since we asked, go to Apple Podcasts. You can use the account you use when you rent movies and buy music and leave us a review because – yeah, good or bad. Bad press is good press, Hal. No, don't leave bad ones because okay. then I'll just ruminate on okay. it. But uh, if we get enough reviews – Good or bad. That's – no, good ones. Uh, if we have enough reviews, we get more merch. That's how we get merch in the store. If you wanted a We Got This t-shirt, if you weren't able to get it, the Suck It to the Peanut that had a limited run, uh, that's because we don't have enough reviews yet. We need more of them and you can help. If you haven't done so, do it now. Go leave us a review. Good or bad. Just a good one. And thank you for downloading We Got This with Mark and Hal. Butts. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Clean Slate 9. 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 Lorsch, Clean Slate 9. Oh boy, Clean Slate 9. Are we done? That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. All right. I love me a clean slate. This place is a mess. You do. You said you could do clean slates all the time. I could just do clean slates constantly. They're my favorite because they... I look, I love going deep on a topic. I like really digging into a topic, um, and, and looking at it from all angles. I think that's where we have a lot of fun. We, we can go off on fun tangents. It's always a really good time to do that, but there's something so edge of my seat about like, boom, hit me with the next one. And it's, you know, we talked last week's episode about Han Solo and his gut reactions. These are these are gut reactions that will, like any episode of this show, be official for all time. Yes, and correct. And correct. Whatever these are going decide. whatever we decide, whether it's our gut or not that tells us. You call it divine intervention. Whatever it is, it is correct. So we best come correct and we will. We will. So this is just to give you an idea, we mm-hmm. started 
I think our first episode was in March of 2015. Mm-hmm. It is now February of 2018. We're almost to our anniversary, our third anniversary. Crazy. I love it. This is the ninth clean slate that we've done. That's three a year. That's, that's three a year. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. And I think they've been ramping up in frequency. The last, I try to keep them like three months apart. Mm-hmm. The last one we did uh, was with Paget. It was wonderful. It was good. That, well, that, that was Christmas fun. themed. That was so that was, that was a special, to uh, the listeners. yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but we have some topics here. These are non-holiday related. So Great. why don't we just jump in? Let's do it. Haley Thompson asks, iced tea, iced tea versus lemonade. I say iced tea. Iced tea over lemonade? I'm a pimp. Like iced tea. <laughs> I follow all of uh, his rules for acting. Oh man. I don't think we're allowed to talk about that nope. fabled thing. Uh, but iced tea versus lemonade. I, I don't drink tea. So mm-hmm. recently it was my wife Jennifer's birthday. Right. And that weekend, uh, in addition to her giving up a portion of it to watch the Super Bowl with me, which was very, very nice, kind of her, uh, we went to high tea. At, yeah. At the which Cold is hotel. high tea is the, uh, secret meal. That women have that they didn't tell men exists. It's great. It's awesome. I, it's an extra whole meal. So my parents-in-law were there. Mm-hmm. They had like three cups of tea. Mm-hmm. Jennifer had three cups. They're, all, they're trying different kinds. I I put Earl Grey in in the cup. Mm-hmm. You know, I pour the hot water and I have the tea bag. We didn't. It's not a traditional. I know the traditional English. It's already steeped. But here they had a very nice selection. Tea bag. Sure. So I made the tea. I love Earl Grey tea. I tasted it. It was very bitter. So I put like one packet of sugar and then it was better. Mm-hmm. I, I think I had at most a third of a, of a cup. <laughs> well, you maybe tea. just got the wrong tea for you. I mean, it was fine. I just don't even iced tea, but iced tea so. is iced tea is different. I'm, I know you're a big lemonade fan. Yes. Um, and two milks. I, fi- I, fi- <laughs> wait, what? I like milk, milk and lemonade. Oh yeah. Uh, you know what you should do is you should go around the corner. Oh, why? What do they have? There? There's this fudge shop. Oh, I love fudge. Yeah. It's around the corner. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ridiculous. Do they make it on the premises? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, around the corner is where fudge is made. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, lemonade to me, you've got, you've got so much more variety with tea. Uh, in our coffee versus tea episode, how is tea going to win that and then not defeat lemonade? I thought tea lost that episode. Didn't no, tea win? won that episode. Did it? I think so. I'm going to double check. Double check that. I'm going to double um, check. But in the meantime. In the meantime, I'm going to talk about the virtues of iced tea. Go ahead. As a guy from the South. Yeah. Um, I've always loved, uh, I've always loved iced tea. When I was a kid growing up, it was always sweet tea. It was Lipton or Louisiane. Right. Uh, those were our brands that we used for, uh, for tea. Yes. Then as an adult, I really love iced tea because it's a heck of a lot healthier than drinking Diet Coke. And I'm trying to avoid Diet Coke. Right. Um, and you can have iced tea just as delicious without sugar in it. Um, right. it's lemonade. hard to get lemonade. So, I mean, I'll have lemonade, maybe about, maybe six to eight ounces of lemonade annually as a special treat. Okay. So I, but iced tea is something that, and maybe this is a Southern thing too, that I can just drink nonstop. I think it certainly because you grew up with it. And my mother loved, mm-hmm. she used to make sun tea. She loved tea. Oh, sun tea's the best. By the way, I did check. We did pick coffee that episode. Oh, we did. Tea's already once a loser. Oh, come on. Again. You know what? It's I back. Uh, it's, it's like chopped. It's come. It's chopped redemption. It's the Susan Lucci of drinks. Yeah. Um, I'm going with, I'm going with iced tea on this one for variety's sake. As I love well lemonade. As, you know that. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, that is the one. I don't like orange juice with pulp. Like mm-hmm. the pulp bother, just something about the texture. I don't, I sure. don't care for it. I'll drink it. It's fine. I don't care for it. 
Lemonade, I actually love the pulp. Mm-hmm. I like having that in there. Right now, because I'm on Weight Watchers, my drink of choice that is not water mm-hmm. is their light lemonade. It's five calories for a can. Right. So I buy like a case of it and then I can have – if I'm having dinner, I can have a can of What's lemonade. the sweetener in that? Is there a sweetener sure. in it? Is it like aspartame I mean, it's or – definitely – yeah. I mean it's not fresh squeezed lemon. Right. I'm not sure what the uh, freshener is. If, it's, if it is aspartame, which is a baby laxative, yeah. then I would be very gassy. One time uh, when I was younger – my mother got these sugarless <laughs> – she was on like a sugarless candy kick. Oh, sure. I feel like everyone's mom had a sugarless or fat-free or like snack wells boxes. Yeah. So she yeah. had these these hard candies mm-hmm. that were sugar-free. So it was it was aspartame. Yeah. Just and a I, brick of baby laxative for yeah. you. She was going through her phase of, of sugarless candy, like having it around the house. I was going through my phase of eating as much candy as possible in a sitting. Mm-hmm. And we were we were down the shore, down the I'm Jersey just picturing shore. you sitting in a pile of wrappers, like little <laughs> individual was, cellophane yeah, wrappers. Pretty much, I, yeah. There, I just there was a crinkle every time I moved. So we're, <laughs> I'm down the shore with uh with my friend Josh. He's, mm-hmm. He had come with us for the weekend, and we're watching TV. My parents are asleep, and I can't stop farting. I can't stop. <laughs> I can't. There's baby laxative in me, and it there was a pea soup fog in that room. And that was the last sugarless hard candy that I had. Like, I learned my lesson. Oh, my God. At least it wasn't like that. This is bad for me. I'm going to have more. Ugh. It was. But it, I don't think that's in this drink because I haven't had an issue. All right. So it's iced tea. Uh, I I get it with the varieties. Yeah. Because really, lemon, there's lemonade and then there's pink lemonade. Yeah. And there's raspberry. You can get it a raspberry, but then you're just putting other things in it. Right. And, and we're not saying that for, for iced teas. Iced tea, there's sweet tea, there's unsweet. Sure. You can have it sweet and unsweet. You can also make it with any kind of tea. I've made iced tea with, uh, you know, or anything. I'll use Earl Grey. I'll use, usually it's black tea. Um, but yeah. I'll make iced tea with, uh, I've made it with, um, like orange pico tea. It's great. I, there's a Pike Place Market tea from Seattle that I love. It's got a little spice to it. I mean, Make some iced tea with that. Oh, how? I think it's gross, but I know that there's a, a slate to clean. I'm really not going to fight you on this. And I know <laughs> I'm, I know I get obsessive. The, really, the answer for me is apple juice, but. Oh my God. Between these two, but it's fine. I'll give it to iced tea. All my right. wife is from the South. She loves. At her, Do it for Jennifer. At Jen- one of Jennifer's bridal showers in her hometown. She's from the South. She's mm-hmm. of the South. Mm-hmm. The ladies, they bought her uh, – one of the gifts we received was like a sweet tea kit. It was like a pitcher mm-hmm. and plate. It was for sweet tea. And Jennifer was was thanking – she was being very gracious saying, thank you for this because we don't have sweet tea out in LA. Mm-hmm. And I, I – in my memory is that like five women in unison went, y'all don't have sweet tea? Yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah, so I'll give it to T <laughs> just because that is a cherished memory of mine. There you go. Asked and answered. Joey Webb sent us an email very long time ago. I mean, we were really trying to clear the decks here. Yeah, we were looking deep, deep cuts on some of these. And Joey wanted to know indoor or outdoor pool. Did you ever go to? I'll tell you what. When you're when you're a January baby. Uh huh. And all you and you go to swimming parties, like mm-hmm. swimming birthday parties. You really—that's the party I wanted to have at the Y was a pool party. Sure, it was very expensive. We didn't have a lot of money. We did go to the Y and have an arts and crafts birthday. Awesome, party that's a blast. Like five or six. Yeah, what'd you make? 
a fuss because it wasn't a pool party. <laughs> I, I honestly don't. There are pictures from it, and I don't know that I could look at those pictures and piece right. together what we were making. All right. So, what are the pros? The pros of a uh, the pros of an indoor pool year round. Year round. Um, at wet all weather. All year round, all weather. That's pretty much the big. Pro. Would you consider and no bugs? Like, like in the South, that's a big deal, right? So in in Florida, if you have mm-hmm. a pool, it's screened in, right? Because it's always warm, but that way the bugs don't get in. Yeah. Would you count that as an indoor pool? No, that's an outdoor pool. Okay, it's just screened yeah. in. Yeah. So what are the advantages of uh, an outdoor? Pool? The advantages of an outdoor pool are the kind of the whole point of the thing is like you're outside, you're enjoying yourself out. Like it just feels more like classic. That classic swimming pool vibe that I don't get from an indoor pool. I feel like an indoor pool generally is more utilitarian because you like find them at the gym and it's for laps. Yes. An outdoor pool is for recreation and people sunning around. Like there's not a people, not a lot of people laying around an indoor pool sunbathing. So I feel like the pool experience for me, half the time I'm not in the pool. It's about, you know, sitting with a book, chilling by the side of the pool, getting some sunshine. Like, so you like the social scene of an outdoor pool? Yeah. I can get on board with that. Um, yeah, I, I like I like them too. I, there's something about laying in a pool and hearing the sounds of of the outdoors wherever you are. Yeah, just the like the general atmosphere. Even mm-hmm. like we were we were members of the Summerton Springs Swim Club, which mm-hmm. is nowhere near as fancy as it sounds. It does sound pretty fancy. And you would hear all like you'd you'd be in the water and the water would like wash over your ears and you would hear all the kids playing and all yeah. the. The men and women talking and, and my great aunt Ruth playing mahjong with her friends. <laughs> the tiles just like, clacking yeah. as that sunshine is just kind of hitting you just right. Exactly. And then when your face gets a little too warm and you splash a little bit of that pool water on it. Yeah. Also, that's... indoor pools, the whole room always smells like bleach, like chlorine. This is true. Like, because they're always heated or usually since they are year round pools. Yeah. I feel like you use an indoor pool because you have to because it's either wintertime or inclement weather. Yes. But the pool vibe is the pool. It's outside. What's your favorite pool toy? Uh, my favorite pool toy is I like an inner tube. Okay. I like an inner tube because it's not hard for me to lay on. Okay. <laughs> like a raft, one of those little skinny rafts. I try to get on one of those. All I do is fall off and off and off. Sure. Um, an inner tube, you just hop in. You relax. You got your feet dangling over. You got your, you know, you can put your arms back like you're on the edge of a pool and your feet are dangling over. Uh, you know, people can like, people can still tip you over, but it's not as easy to tip someone over who's in an inner tube. Right. And plus a lot of times they have a cup holder in them. I like that. Sure. Like having sure, a cocktail sure, sure. in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. What's yours? I like basketball hoop. Oh yeah. Basketball hoop is pretty great. Then it becomes a game. Yeah. Uh, my, my, the coolest one ever was years ago, uh, Nathan Fillion had a barbecue uh-huh. with Thrilling Adventure folks. Mm-hmm. You were there. Mm-hmm. Did you go in the pool? Mm-hmm. Do you remember what was in there? I don't. What was in the pool? It was a handheld turbine so you could jet yourself around the pool. That's right. Like a toy. <laughs> like, of course, the coolest. Yeah. The coolest possible toy. That yeah. was really, really neat. But I like a basketball because that's something everybody yeah. can play. See, we together. had a basketball hoop as a kid. Um, it was, it wasn't an inside the pool toy. Right. It was an on the edge of the pool toy. It was like sandbags instead of inflated. Right. So it didn't like that basketball hoop that's floating on the surface of the water, man, that is precarious. No. Because I, you know, you can never, 
You'd always have to have someone hold it yeah. to make a shot. And I'm talking about one on the edge of the You're pool. You're talking still, about the one on I, the edge. Yeah, I still consider it a pool toy. Okay. Because I've seen the ones that are just like a float. Yeah. And it's a basketball hoop. And I'm like, well, that thing's just going to go everywhere. Right. I'll tell you a, a favorite pool toy of mine uh, that isn't really a pool toy is a very long four by four laid across the pool and then you joust on it fully dressed. Without your phone in your pocket, of course. What's wrong with you? It was fun. When did you do that? This was like a year ago at Tommy's of house. Of course it was. Yeah. It wasn't like something recent. Yeah, it was Zoom. You went over to Tommy O'Rourke's house. Yeah. You guys threw a four by four in the pool. Yeah. And then we, and we uh, jousted we, we jousted on top of it, um, like American Gladiator style and whoever fell off got their clothes all wet. It's outdoor pool, last and answered. Yeah. Outdoor Matthew, pool. Matthew, I have two here from Matthew Birdsey. I'm so disappointed. Why are you disappointed? That you didn't invite me. I'm sorry. Tommy's not a fan. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, Matthew, the first one is – these are two food ones. We've got a bunch of food ones. There's a lot of food ones on this list. Best salad We should dressing. have maybe divided them up a little more. Yeah. Start the whole thing off with – well, no, lemonade was. That was a food one. Yeah. Uh, best salad dressing is the topic. Best salad dressing. Balsamic vinaigrette. I would say any vinaigrette because balsamic vinaigrette, like a raspberry vinaigrette. No, but uh, I like making a vin. I like I, first of all, homemade is the best. That's the answer. What? That's a caveat of it. Is we get the Italian seasoning packet. Is a homemade dressing. Yeah. Do you count that as homemade? Uh, yeah, that's homemade. To, okay. As long as you're mixing, like, because that's really mostly oil, just seasoned, vinegar, right? It's oil. oil an oil of vinegar. A vinaigrette is going to be the winner. I yeah, think. Yeah. An oil of vinegar, and then whatever spices are you know doctoring up, you want to do. Although well, something like to me – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say when I go to Soup Plantation, mm-hmm. where I haven't been in a very long time, but I I pile it with – with uh, it's like <laughs> – because it's me. It's lettuce, mm-hmm. cucumber, tomato, carrots, mm-hmm. and then I just put the creamy Italian on it. Oh, sure. That's real good. Yeah. I mean, there, look, there are there are some wonderful like store-bought and right. restaurant purchased or restaurant, you know – dressings um ranches ranches i feel like ranches the, the hidden valley ranch specifically right which is the original ranch um that's on a hall that's on a tall hill yes uh because people dunk pizza crusts in it you can put it on a salad you can uh you, you can pretty much those dip are, anything those are the two in things it. you can do yeah you dip vegetables in it yeah, like sure. it's it doubles as a dip yes yes it does um but as a salad dressing, a simple vinaigrette that you can fix to whatever your salad is. You know what I mean? Something like light if you're having an Italian dinner, throw some Italian herbs and maybe a little Parmesan in it. Right. Uh, if you're doing French, maybe a little tarragon and you know what I mean? Like you can sure. – a little Dijon mustard. Yep. That's one of my favorites to make is I'll take um, either apple cider vinegar or white wine vinegar, olive oil, and um, a little bit of Dijon mustard. Tarragon, if you got it, because it's got that sort of like a little bit sweet uh, anisette kind of flavor. Yeah. Yeah. I like a – yeah. I think it's got to be – We'll just say a vinaigrette. Vinaigrette. Basic vinaigrette. Yeah. Vinaigrette. To me, balsamic is – it's it's good. I like it. But it's so just what it is. Like it doesn't matter what you add to a balsamic vinaigrette. It is. If it's, it's just going to taste like balsamic I vinaigrette. I like it if it's seasoned. If it's seasoned well right. and you get the proportions right, it's not as bad as you're saying. Yeah. But that's what but, I'm saying. Like it's hard to season it enough. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But I like it. Yeah. So it's a vinaigrette. Vinaigrette. Pick your vinaigrette. Yeah. We're actually giving you a choice. Yeah. You're homemade vinaigrette. You got this. You're welcome. Yeah. 
Asked and answered. Yes. Matthew also wants to know Almond Joy or Mounds? Hal? Yes. Do you like almonds? Sometimes I feel like them. What about the other times? Sometimes I don't. Hmm. Which one do you feel more times? You know, I, this is one where I had a very strong opinion when I was younger because I didn't like almonds. Mm-hmm. Now I like almonds. Sure. I mean, I, I, they just didn't appeal to me. Like, I like peanuts and cashews mm-hmm. way better. Mm-hmm. So I would only eat mounds. Mm-hmm. Now I'll happily eat almond joy. Sure. I like them both. If I had to pick one, I mean, I like coconut. I I also like coconut. Do you I like do coconut? I love coconut. You love coconut. Sure. Yeah. Let me let me throw a thought at you. Let's. Can we make them bigger? They should be like a baby Ruth. <laughs> I hate. I just want to say right now to the people who made it's Mars, right? Yeah. Mars, listen to me. It's Hal, your buddy. I've spent a lot of money with you over the years. I think I'm entitled to a say here. Can we make those bars a little bit bigger? I, don't not, they make a king size mounds and a king size almond joy? Like, yeah, but then it's like a train. I don't want to eat train cars. I want a big bar of coconut. <laughs> That's right, because they're all little. They're right. Maybe it's hard to keep the coconut together. What's this idea that candy companies have that like you're only going to have a little bit. This is America. <laughs> it's tw- it's 2018. For years, this is the country where supersizing was a thing. Sure, was was. Yeah, now we're healthy, so we're only yeah. just, we're just gonna have a little. Yeah, come on, just give me a full bar and let me decide how little I want. Don't do me like the closest I'll accept mm-hmm. is the twist and share Snickers. Okay, where it's like why not, do you have to twist it? Why don't you just because you cut can, it in half? Because then you can twist it and it's sealed. Uh, not that it seals it, but that it separates it. You have like a little, uh, it's a little close. Oh, the paper. Yeah, the paper. Oh, you don't twist the no, Snickers twist itself. The it's two Snickers. Each one is like two thirds the size of a regular bar. All right. That's fine. That I'm okay with because you're getting a full bar and then there's another almost full bar there. But it's killing, even a Kit Kat is four yeah. good bars of Kit Kat there. Mm-hmm. You can have them. Mm-hmm. And then you're good to go. Yeah. The mounds, there's two little nuggets and I want more like – You want to order a six-piece nuggets. Yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me just like a McDonald's box full of nuggets. <laughs> like you talk about – do I like almonds? Yeah, I do like almonds. Mm-hmm. You know what? I don't like almond and that's what's <laughs> on it. You only get – there's only room for one almond on there. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll it'll look like it's got a skin problem. But look, we're choosing between the two. We're not choosing between almonds, joy, and mounds. Let me throw yeah. this thought at you. Go ahead. Using if you have an almond joy in your hand, right? Using only what is in your hand, you can create a mound. Can you make fire? Oh, okay. If you are holding a mounds, using only what is in your hand, you cannot create an almond joy. What if you have a nut allergy? Then you turn your almond joy into a mound. Can you eat mounds if you have a nut allergy? If it's really severe, because cocoa nut aren't they? Yeah, that's right. There's a nut. <laughs> no, I mean, but if you're if you're allergic, aren't they made? Are they made at the same factory? Are the mounds made at a, at a separate facility where there's no exposure? I don't know. That's why the, you got to look at the label. That's why they always have on the label made in a facility that processes nuts. Because uh, otherwise, if you if it didn't say that, you would be it would be like Russian roulette opening yeah. up a package. Like, sure. Was this one. Cl- Maybe they dropped this one in some almonds. Yeah. At one in. Did you not know this? One in six mounds is a fully loaded almond in it. 
Uh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I do always get in the habit of spinning the packet around before I open it and eat it. Yeah. That's called Mounds EpiPen Edition. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, it's Almond Joy. Yeah. Asked and answered. All right, Kim Wu. What's up, Kim Wu? Kim, hello. Thank you for being a part of our Facebook community. And you want to know the best bagel spread mm-hmm. slash topping? I'm going to tell you right now, it's not fish. It's not white fish. <laughs> it's not locks. It's not smoked salmon. And these are the foods of my people. Yeah. Tuna fish salad. It's not any of those. I, I like that you say tuna fish. Tuna fish salad. This is tuna. Tuna salad. Doesn't yeah. sound right. Tuna fish. The salad. If you, <laughs> if you like tuna, tuna fish, comma, the salad, it's fine. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a band. Like Portugal the man. Yeah. Did you ever see Tuna Fish, comma, the salad open up for Dave Matthews Band? It was like 96. <laughs> but it's spelled Tuna Fish, P-H-I. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, they're a cover band. Um, ridiculous. And it's it's T-U-N-E-A. Look, I feel like – first of all, I like lox on a bagel. Right. I think it's tasty. Sure. Um, especially if it's thin enough because I used to live next door. When we were in Brooklyn, I lived next door to the most – to the best bagel shop in Brooklyn. According to Time Out Magazine, the best bagel shop in Brooklyn. Time Out. Um, Right? Time out. Yeah. Good pop culture magazine in New York City. Sure. Uh, the Bagel Pub. And Bagel Pub made, not only did they make wonderful bagels every morning fresh, they also had these mounds of, uh, cream cheeses. Right. And they were all different flavors. They had, uh, bacon cheddar cream cheese. They had an avocado cream cheese. They had pistachio cream cheese. Strawberry, had, I'm sure. Exactly. All um, of these amazing things. Um, and then if you want it, they actually had some that had bits of lox in it. Right. Or you could get, you know, lox and onion and tomato and cream cheese on a bagel, but, and they were all delicious. But in the best bagel shop in Brooklyn, um, when you look in the counter of toppings, there's one thing that they all had in common. And that is, you should be excited about this as a guy from Philadelphia. They all had cream cheese. It was, right. it's the base. It cream cheese is, much in the way of vinaigrette is uh, the perfect starting point for a salad. Cream cheese is the perfect starting point for the topping on a bagel. I, I agree. I do like a toasted bagel with butter on it. Sure. I think that can be a real joy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom had one of those every morning growing up. She would have a bagel with butter on it. That was her thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I like now. I like to get a plain bagel. I like toasted or not. If it's fresh, that it's already warm, you don't need to toast it. That's the best when it's soft. Oh yeah, warm. but Come it's on. still a little bit crusty on the outside. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You get that? You what get- are they? Are, are bagels boiled? Is that how they yes. make them? Yes. Wow, boiled bread. Who knew it'd be good? We did. Yeah, man, y'all humanity. Jews got everything right. I think it was. I wasn't a creep. You say like- humanity, I say Jews. I'm giving it specifically to you, Hal. Humanity. Humanity. I think my favorite Cirque du Soleil show. <laughs> That's the one where they all complain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll swing on the trapeze. Yeah. This trapeze is really high. But I'll do it for you if you want me to. If you really want me to. I guess. Okay. Do you know how many Jewish mothers it takes to change a light bulb? How many? None. We'll sit in the dark. <laughs> I love a plain uh, bagel, either mm-hmm. toasted or, or warm, like we talked about before, with cream cheese, mm-hmm. tomato, and cucumber. Ooh, that's tasty. That's just – and then you do it on both sides. I do find – You do it on both sides. You, do you eat it open-faced? No. If you're I doing it like that, it. you sandwich it? Which is crazy because I want it to last longer. Mm-hmm. But Fat Hal will just be like, 
well, I'll just get two of them. <laughs> Can't do that anymore now. Too many points. Thanks, yeah, bagels have a lot of points in them. They do. Uh, but I want to be able to put the cream cheese. If if a if a bagel place made really good bagels, mm-hmm. but they had some way that you could put the cream cheese on yourself, mm-hmm. that almost like a yogurt land or a Chipotle or sure. a Subway for for bagels, I think they would make a lot of money. Because what is the common complaint? Too much. Too much. Yeah, but you know you what? Take, like you go to New York City, how? The people in New York City love complaining and love telling you exactly how they want stuff. So it's not a big deal if you go into Bagel Pub and you're like, I'd like it with cream cheese, but thin. Like you guys always do it this way and you put too much. I want it thin. Let me see it. Let me see it while you do it. Okay. That's good. They would, they would not bat an eye at that because there are people I guarantee that do that every morning. Well, I, I don't think that people in Ohio or Wisconsin or Illinois, like, Areas where people are nice, yeah, are doing that. I don't think that people. But you can still say people in Minneapolis aren't like. Let me see it when you're doing it. Yeah, but let me take a look. Oh gosh, that's a lot of cream cheese. Okay, I guess I'll just eat it then. Um, but you can still say like, I'd like a bagel with cream cheese, light on the cream cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then they then they take half a cup and put it on each side, (laughs) and then you instead of a full cup. Yeah, the thing that makes me sad about it is it's a waste of the cream cheese. Right. Not that I have to. I don't care if I have to scrape stuff off. For me, mm-hmm. it's not that, it's not like the trials of Job, mm-hmm. but it is a waste of that food. It's going, it's not like I'm going to give it back to them and say, here, you can use this. Can I tell you a ridiculous, uh, kind of embarrassing life hack? Yeah. When you buy the bagel with cream cheese, ask them for a mini, ask them for a to go ramekin. Ah. Then you open it up, you scrape off all the cream cheese that you don't want on it, put it in a little to go ramekin. Cause they always have them back there for yeah. little, you know, sauces and stuff. Sure. Then you got a little to-go ramekin of cream cheese. You stick it in your fridge at home or stick it in the packet drawer. Now you want to keep it in the fridge. Yeah, you got to put it in the fridge. But hopefully your packet drawer – my packet drawer is in the fridge. Right. Mine's mostly Taco Bell. Uh, what's your, what's what's the most thing – the thing that you have the most of in your packet drawer? We don't we don't have one right now, but when we did, mm-hmm. I ordered Chinese food so much, especially mm-hmm. when I was single. There had to be soy sauce because I never – ever yeah. would use it you just kept collecting it and never threw it away yeah like i don't i if i order chinese food it's already super salty i don't need to mm-hmm. put soy sauce on it yeah it's not like i'm getting sushi right the answer to this by the way is cream cheese yeah asked and answered asked and answered we've gone off the deep end thank you kim let me take a look at the top you know what let's take a break okay and then we'll bury it we'll, we'll, we'll then we'll bury this episode <laughs> we'll bury this episode we will dave bury this episode in the Ooh. ground uh, but meantime, why don't we take a break? Okay. And when we come back, we'll get through the rest of these that we've got on the list. We've done a pretty good dent so far, yeah? Uh, we have, but there's so much more to go. Oh. I wonder if this slate will be cleaned by us. Oh, will it? You'll find out after these commercials. Hey, this is Griffin McElroy. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. And we've got a new podcast on Maximum Fun called Wonderful. Wonderful. It's an enthusiast podcast where we talk about things that we're excited about and things that you're excited about. Things like overalls. 24-hour Sudafed. The grand prize game. The fact that wombats use their butts to kill predators. The soundtrack to the movie Dick Tracy. The beach potion we call Bud Light Line. All these things and more every Wednesday. And we'll also talk about things that you're excited about. You can find us on MaximumFun.org or iTunes or wherever. I don't know. Just search Wonderful. Google it, you'll probably get there. What's up? I'm James, the co-host of Minority Corner. And look at that! I'm a 
okay, the other co-host of Minority Corner. Girl, guess what? What? We just hit our 100th episode. What? And what do you think is going to be in store for the next 100? Probably some more feuds with Jennifer Hudson. And I'm telling you, I'm We'll probably do more investigative reporting, too, like we did with the Kodak and their racist film. Not to mention exposing the truth, like how we did with the ugly history of the Texas Rangers. But we always lighten the mood with a splash of pop culture. Olivia Pope's new wig, have you seen that? It's popping. Just like your lip gloss. And Janet Jackson. And you know we like to put our nerd glasses on and talk about things like Marvel. It's true. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't speak about DC. (laughs) But you just did. What? All from a perspective that's black, queer, and ladylike. So come on over and learn, laugh, and play, and join the corner. It's a lot of fun. I'm having fun right now. (laughs) (laughs) Minority Corner. Are we still excited about the slate being clean? Let's keep cleaning. Okay. Harrison Wool sent us an email a very long time ago asking us belts or suspenders. Um, I feel like the utility of one and the ubiquitousness of it has to outweigh the hipster stylishness or formal stylishness of the other. Yeah, I would say unless you are a country lawyer – alfalfa (laughs) or uh, a Brooklyn hipster or a firefighter. Thank you for your service. Yes. Uh, You need that to keep, you know, those, uh, those giant pants. Yeah. You know, you can't cinch giant pants like that. Yeah. I mean, like I like the idea of suspenders Mm -hmm. because even I'm wearing a belt right now. My pants are too big and Mm -hmm. my belt is also too big. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Weight Watchers is crushing it for you. Thank you, Weight Watchers. I wish I could have more bagels, but we'll talk about that later. (laughs) I'm always hiking my pants up. Uh If I had suspenders, it almost wouldn't matter how big my pants had become. That's true. That's why clowns always have suspenders. Yeah, I can put them over my ridiculously large pants, and it will keep them up, and I can hide a water gun. Sure. Some balloons. Yeah, a full cup of coffee that's still steaming that you pull out, like Harpo style. A baby chimpanzee. Yeah. You can put a ton of stuff in there. Yeah, that said, you can't clip a cell phone or a gun holster to suspenders. Isn't that maybe also a plus? You, you really gonna say belts are better because you can clip a cell phone to them? No, but belts. Are you? Are you my? Are you not my? No, my dad doesn't even do that. Look, man, your dad doesn't. Your dad seems like the guy that he, would have the swivel belt uh, phone holster. Yeah, he did when they when they were new. when they flipped when they were new. I feel like yeah. I feel like phones. You have to keep your phone in your pocket ever since they got rid of the flippy function. If you have one on your belt now, yeah, you are making a statement. That yeah, says, a very retro like, statement. That says, like, I just got around to getting cable. <laughs> I finally figured I'd give it a try. Yeah. After all these. Also, years. this phone that I have clipped to my belt has three buttons. One that has a picture of a cop shield, one that has a fire on it, <laughs> and one that has a little picture of family. <laughs> like. And it is not programmed properly. Yeah. <laughs> So every time, every time there's a fire, you call your aunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that said, <laughs> it's got to be the belt. Nine one one. What is the nature of your emergency, Billy? <laughs> Will you bring over my support hose? 
Billy, please, my support host. Uh, ma'am, ma'am, this is 911. Is this an emergency? Billy, you're working for 911. I'm so proud of you. Uh, my, my, my name is Hank, ma'am. Oh, Billy, you're always such a joker. Get my support host. Ma'am, do you happen phone. to have one of those old people phones? Why, yes, I do. We're going to send a technician over to program it for you oh, properly. Thank you. Let me clip it back onto my belt and I'll wait for you. All right. I'm going to hold my suspenders with my thumb like an old-timey Southern lawyer. Bye. But it's I've, still the belt. Yeah, it's the belt. <laughs> the belt can hide. Suspender, that's the one thing. Like, I kind of want to wear suspenders, but I feel like if I did. Mm-hmm. I, You're a suspenders guy. It, well, no. I feel like if I wore them, I would I would just feel like Ned Beatty all the time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a very active choice. Yeah. I like wearing suspenders sometimes. I have a couple pairs of suspenders. I'll wear them for shows and, you know, special occasions, but it's got to be the belt. Plus you suspenders, you can't get a cool suspender buckle. I have a great belt buckle that I love. It's got a model T Ford on it. You can't put flair. Yeah. If you work at Fridays, that's true. Or if you're a Disney annual pass holder and you wear suspenders to show off all your pins, but you know what? At that point, just wear the lanyard, man. Yeah, get the lanyard. Yeah, get multiple lanyards if you have a lot of pins or get one of those big books that they put their pins in. I want to get a pin book. I feel bad for all the employees that are forced to trade pins. I know. I if you they, had – like if you had – there are people I know that – You work there as a cast member or were they like – Some do. They're like, I had to trade away my firehouse Pluto today and I was upset. Yeah, some people do, the people that are really into the pin trading. Right. I was never super into it because I never had to wear like a uniform at work. Yeah. I was always wearing a costume so I would get to work in my own clothes and like I never had to have the name tag on and like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but people that wore pin lanyards, yeah, there were people that really liked certain pins and they'd be like – Someone would come and be like, I'd like to trade you this one for this one. And with that Disney smile, they would have to be like, ah, sure. I feel like that's the wrong job. You don't want to be a pin trader if you are a pin trader. Right. Well, it's not even a job there. It's just like anyone that works there could have a pin lanyard on. Right. But I mean, if you are, right. you, you're not required to bring those pins to work. No. So you never should. If you have one right. that's highly I guess valuable. That's true. To you, yeah. Don't bring it. But there are also people who are there with a book of pins. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they'll like post up. They'll post up over at um at Carnation Plaza, right? Or yeah. whatever they call it now. Yeah, they're hanging out on Main Street. Yeah, and they'll you know they'll I when I was uh, the mayor of Main Street, I used to see them a lot. Uh, and they would, you know, there like once a week, there would be like a bunch of people there, and you know, they, it's cool. They all know each other, so they all see each other every week, and they're all. I feel like it might be that if they do all know each other, they're just trading the same 200 pins back and forth to each other. <laughs> they're pin laundering? Yeah. Wow. It goes so deep. Right? So the answer is belt. <laughs> I was, you answer. know what? In my brain, I was going, what was the topic again? I know. I was too. I, but I, I have a screen in front of me, fortunately. Gotcha. Uh, Tom, Tom, I'm going to say – it says Thomas de Monchot, but I'm, I'm going to say his name is Thomas. That's a very cool name. Yeah, he sounds like a villain for the Three Musketeers. Ooh. Uh, he sent us an email asking us, you love this one. Oh. Best artificial light. Yeah. What? I don't know why that just, I was like, ooh, that's neat. So that includes light bulbs. That, yeah. But this, well, what made me excited about it was I got to thinking about like everything at Spencer Gifts. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like, Sure, there are utilitarian. Let's have a little fun with this one, Hal. Van de Graaff generator. Yeah, exactly. Like the where you, where you put your fingers on it yeah. and it makes the little lasers. Right. Like, sure, light bulbs are 
the greatest artificial light. Yeah, that's gonna that's that's the one that should win. How about a replica lightsaber? Uh are those do those break easy? They make light. It depends on which one you get. A lot of them are made now so you can knock them around. Right. Because they know that kid like they're not all going to be just collected yeah. by adults. Um, let me ask you this. Does everything go through the uh, Star Wars filter? For me? Mm-hmm. Like pretty much all of these, you'd be like, uh, what kind of, uh, what's the best topping on a bagel? Oh, uh, exclusive edition Han Solo cream cheese. <laughs> really? Do you know where I can get that? <laughs> no, um, it's not. Look, all, I, it's, I just think of that as like that. If we're getting into cool stuff. Yeah. There's that. I, one thing I loved as a kid, we would go during the summers, we'd go to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is notable for tons of Amish people, mm-hmm. family style dining, which is great, uh, great bakeries, and also Dutch Wonderland, which right. is a, which is a fun little theme park. And whenever we would go there, I would always want the fiber optic wand. We have a, like a flashlight handle and then those thin plastic fibers that would, oh yeah, those are cool. Hand. Because they would really glow cool. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Like they look like a little – like you're holding a little firework in your hand. Yeah. Those are cool. Um, the Edison bulb I'm a big fan of. What's like it, it's just a regular light bulb, but it's the old-timey. Oh, like it's clear. Like I have one up there, like above the uh, the dining room table. I see. Yeah. You can yeah. see the filament. And yeah, exactly. Those are cool. Um, yeah. This is a fun one. Black lights. Do you have a black light as a kid? I had one in college, not as a kid. All right. I, yeah. I, that, I guess that feels like a I college thing. I was dropping acid when I was six years old. And I needed like a Grateful Dead snail poster on my wall that would look cool under a black light. Yeah, but see, as a kid, for me, it wasn't like about the crazy colored posters on the wall. It was like, I'm a sleuth. And I had this like black light fingerprint dust that like, yeah, it was, I was a, I was into all that spy tech stuff as a kid. You remember that company? I do. Or spy gear or spy tech yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, um this is and look, like, I mean, it, talking about blacklight, mm-hmm. one thing we had in college, my sophomore year, we lived in a four and a quad. Mm-hmm. In our common room was a blacklight, and in front of that was a bottle, a emptied bottle of Goldschlager filled with water and the inside of a highlighter. Oh, that's so that cool. We had, so it would light up? Yeah. It was very cool. I would never decorate, you know, I, I would never sure. decorate with it now, but at the time I thought that was neat. Yeah. Yeah, there like there are lots of ways to that you can play with artificial light. A light bright, yes, is a great use of artificial light. Yes, I, like I mean, that. look, we we can throw around a lot of great ones. Uh, it's hard for it not to be the light bulb. I'm gonna be specific. The incandescent light. Yeah, let's be more specific than just a light bulb. Color, neon Art Deco sign. Ooh, especially where. Like it's like Bob's and it's B O like a vert. So you like that better than the one that's a bunch of incandescent bulbs making out the B? You're talking like a film noir neon sign. Yes, like like a classic. I love neon signage. Yeah, I love. I love. I mean, you look around. You can look around in this apartment and tell that I'm into old timey advertising. Yeah, part of this place looks like the Kellogg Sanitarium for sure. But I like I, – that's the great thing about Burbank. It's, it's yeah. why my favorite nighttime place. In Jensen's Peter. Recreation Center in Echo Park is another yes. great one. Um, Cars Land in California mm-hmm. Adventure at night when it lights up, I think it is gorgeous. I love all of that 
neon. That's that's what I would say. You know what? I would say neon signage from the 30s and 40s. I'm going to go with you on that because I think vintage neon is a perfect mix of art and science. Hallelujah. Asked and answered. Boom. All right. Avery Krauss uh, on the subreddit asked, best cut of steak when you said this was a clean slate, I uh-huh. in my mind I was like, this guy is out of his gourd. How is mm-hmm. this not a full episode? Yeah, I feel like there's a clear winner of this. I do too. It's the filet mignon. Yeah, it's the filet mignon, specifically a Chateaubriand filet mignon, oh, which really is thick. the big, thick. It, yeah. it, frequently, you cut it when you know you've got the whole big loin, yeah, um, or the whatever you know the filet. And, uh, and then it's that bit, you know, you know, you, you cook it all as one thing and then slice it up, yeah. which you can do with a round sirloin as well. And it's very good and costs a quarter as much. Yes. I just did one the other day and it was amazing. Yeah. If you um, know how to cook it right, but I love a filet mignon with a good, like a char on the outside, but then yeah. it's medium rare on the yeah. inside. Where they do Perfectly like, they take the rare. spoon and just like put a little butter. Yeah. You, you fry it in a little butter and then you do pan. that. Yeah. yeah you, then you, you finish it. Then you the finish it in the oven. Oh. Yeah, but are you uh, – because there are people that like a marbly steak. There are people that like a T-bone. Like I'm not a huge – like a New York strip to me, um, a steak that's really marbly, yeah. I, like a, I like a pretty rare steak. Right. And I feel like something with a lot of marbling, you have to cook longer to get that to break down, to get that fat to break down. To where it becomes sort of melty inside. Yeah, I mean, I think a good filet mignon, there is no real fat on There's it. There's no fat on it, but it's but still juicy and right. tender and, oh, now, yeah. prime rib, I will have medium rare to medium. Right. And, like, honestly, there's very little on that plate that I won't eat, including the fat. See, I can't do the fat. I can't do, like, like those big pieces I, of fat I can't handle. That is – I definitely, like – I definitely feel sh- like I know I'm doing something wrong when I eat it. <laughs> I know it, uh, but if it unless it's like gristle and inedible, mm-hmm. I'm eating it. And it, and guess what? It tastes great. And I know like every bite, I legitimately feel. And I haven't I haven't had prime rib in a while now, but mm-hmm. every bite I would feel like this is going to be the bite. This will be the one that doctors say caused the heart attack. This is the bite that stopped my heart. Like for real, I was like, this will get lodged. It will stay as it is, get lodged in my heart. <laughs> and, and I won't, I'll have the heart attack. Mm-hmm. But when they remove it and show it to me, I'll die of embarrassment. That's what'll kill me. Yeah. Is them knowing like this bum. You know what you should do? Went to Outback <laughs> and ate the, like you're supposed to leave a pile of fat on your plate. You eat around it. It's for the flavor. Not me. Hal, you know what you ought to do? What? Get a steak that doesn't have any of that fat, and then you won't have this heart attack. Have a filet mignon. That is all I get now. Yeah. A beautiful filet mignon is, oh. And less of one further. If you get six ounces, like eight ounces, that's a pretty generous size. An eight-ounce filet mignon is huge. But if you'll get like a 10 or 12 ounce New York strip, a lot of that you're cutting off a 16 ounce T-bone, yeah. you know, seven ounces of that is bone and fat. A 32 ounce porterhouse. Right. Those are all the big, the big boys are porterhouses generally yeah. or T-bones. But those things, and they're delicious. Yeah. Um, they're very good steaks, but for me, it's, a, yeah, it's that, I like it cooked fairly quickly. Um, and if something has too much fat on it, it's got to cook for a long time. 
like pork belly or any of those things that like pork belly's got to cook for like six hours for it to get that silky butteriness out of it. Right. But, um, yeah, a oh, good filet mignon. There's nothing like it in the world. I don't care for small steaks though. I like big cuts. I cannot lie. Yeah. Well, look, you other brothers, can't I can't deny. deny. Yeah. Yeah. If a cow walked in with like a, a itty bitty loin. Yeah. And a rump roast in your face. Yeah. Yeah. I get hungry. Sure. Asked and answered. It's filet mignon. <laughs> Thanks for going with me on that. Uh, you know, <laughs> I can always count on you. All right. What's next? This is actually uh, from a couple. This Ooh. is from Tom and Maggie. Hi, Tom. Hi, Maggie. Snohomish, Washington. What's up, Snohomish? Hello, Snohomish. Not to be confused with where my brother lives in Sammamish, Washington. That's right. Snohomish, Washington, Sammamish, What's Washington. What's your favorite Sammamish? Is it grilled cheese? I like a good grilled cheese Sammamish. I like a peanut butter and jelly Sammamish. Sure. It's wonderful. I like a Philly cheesesteak Sammamish. Yes. And I like for dessert a Snohomish cone. <laughs> they want to know, when you hang up a shirt or jacket, does it face to the left or to the right? For me... It is, uh, if like, if you're looking at the hanger, always, first of all, always overhand. Of course. With the hanger. Like, you're not yes. going to go underhand. That's extra work. Right. Um, the, uh, for me, the suit jackets, it's, if, if it was gonzo, if a hanger was gonzo. <laughs> right? Sure. If a hanger was gonzo, uh, with the way I open my closet, there is hanger space on both sides. Right. So I will have them facing me, meaning Gonzo will be looking to the right on the coat hangers, which are on the left side. The shirts, Gonzo will be looking to the to his left, because when I open it up, I want to see the front of the jacket and the front of the shirt. And I'm standing in the middle of does this make sense? Yes. It's as if I open my closet and I part a curtain in the middle. Jackets are on one side, shirts are on the other. You know, we have a walk-in closet that we share. By the way, you're never going to get this out of your head, the idea that Gonzo is looking to the left or right is a way to describe uh, the direction of a hanger. Gonzo hanging. He would be hanging up there himself. Yeah. Anyway, your closet. So on on my side, traditionally, when I had clothes hanging there, now everything's on the left and like it's all been moved around. But when I was mm-hmm. hanging stuff, it faced to the right. Wait, wait that was when you, what do you mean when you were door. hanging stuff? When I was hanging you just throw them in a pile that, now? So, so one side is smaller than the other. Oh, the I longer see. side, we've, we, we have all of our hanging clothes there. Gotcha. And then we have two little dressers in there that have our folding clothes. So mm-hmm. all my stuff hangs on what was her side. Right. So when, when I was using the smaller side, it was facing, I think it should always be facing the door. Assuming, Interesting. Assuming you walk in and you have a bar on either side, it should always face the door. Why is that? Because that way you walk in, you see the front on one side and the front on the other. So it's the same Gonzo principle. Oh, facing the facing the, the door of the closet. The I'm closet, thinking of the yes. entrance to the, the bedroom. I was thinking like it's very. It's got to be facing the bedroom door because <laughs> if it needs to leave, it's got to get out of there in less than ten seconds. Why is that guy telling me that? I don't know, man. That guy lives in your closet with Gonzo. Look, Gonzo and I are planning a heist. Oh, We're getting out of this joint. We're tired of you moving us around all the time. This side used to be Jen's side. Now we don't know what's what no more. Yeah, I think whichever side opens your clothes up to uh, – like when you open the closet door, you want to be looking at the front of your clothes. Yeah, I would say if you open the, the closet and you're looking at your clothes in profile, mm-hmm. I would have it hanging – I would have it facing to the left. What do you mean? I'm looking like at – the front of it, Gonzo's looking to his left. Okay, Gonzo's looking to his left. 
Gonzo is see here's the thing if Gonzo's the hanger he's hanging uh-huh. over it and looking at the wall right but but I'm oh, I'm saying when I, you're looking at Gonzo's if I'm looking hanging, at the front of the shirt Gonzo's looking to his left Gonzo's looking to his own I'm left. opening it Gonzo's looking to his left great at okay my left right our lefts are the same yeah because I've hung Gonzo properly I'm hanging him under underhand yeah poor Gonzo that would oh. be rough nobody wants to look Gonzo is underhanded sometimes yes but you don't want to hang Gonzo underhand no. Yeah. Gonzo's looking to his left when you open the door. I would say, I would, so for that reason, I would say to the left. Yeah, I'm with you on that. For me, it's my half of my clothes would be that half would be the other, but right. if, if that's what is facing the door, I would, I wouldn't necessarily say the left. I would say facing the, facing the open closet door. Right. But what if you open the door and the bars in front of you, like a, like, uh, line the witch in the wardrobe? Mm-hmm. Cause then you're not opening it, walking into a room where you have a bar on either side. There you're looking at the bar almost like a cross section. Right, that's true. Then that's that's when I have Gonzo looking to his left. See, that's that that's what it is for me. But I it goes I I, I use the center point as the dividing line. Oh, so that they yeah, so that they can so that I'm always looking at the front of my clothes. So your clothes can kiss. Right, exactly. Just as long as your clothes are kissing. But if they all had to face one direction. Oh, that's what makes you beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You and I live in Southern California, Hal. If you're only going to go one direction, it should be left. All right. The answer is left. Asked and answered. <laughs> Thanks, Tom and Maggie. Have fun in Snohomish. Uh, share, share care. Mm-hmm. Share like C-H-E-R, like the singer? Like S-H-E-R. Oh, right on. Like uh, Sheridan? And then or C-A-R-E. So share, care. share care. Or share care. Cool. That's share a cool care. name. Hi, share care. Hi, share care. I just, I've, this has got to be, is this your real name? If you're share care, will you please get on the Facebook group or on Twitter and please confirm, yeah. like, just show me, I want to see your driver's license, but <laughs> black out the important information. Yeah. I just want to see where it says share care. Cause I feel like maybe you're a Sherry, right? Or maybe you're a Cheryl, mm-hmm. maybe you're a Sherman, mm-hmm. maybe it's sure. I don't know. So it could be male or female. Yes. I want to know you. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for listening to the show and for asking best form of U.S. currency, pick a bill size or coins. So I love very this specific. one. This is really fun. Why do you love it so much? Because like I have favorites like money is such a tact. I love tactile things. Sure. Money is a tactile thing. And it's not going to be the $100 bill just because it's worth the most. Like No, it's going to be the $100 bill because it has Ben Franklin on it. Who, who is a Philadelphian. Philadelphian. So, he's so cool that without really being in the government, really? I mean, he was an ambassador. He, what do you mean without being in the government? Like he wasn't – He created this country. He's he a founding father. He wasn't the secretary of anything. He wasn't president, vice president, congressman, senator. He didn't do any of that stuff. He was just there to help birth the country. And then go invent some awesome glasses, get shocked by a kite, yeah, and build the glass. No, he's harmonica. he's wonderful. I think, and it's a hundred dollars. Yeah, and it's a hundred. I get it. It's not going to be Andrew Jackson on the twenty. That's for dang sure. Yes. Uh, maybe the new twenty that's coming out with uh, Harriet Tubman on it. Sure. Um, I don't think it's going to be a bill. I think it's going to be a coin, and I think it's going to be specifically. This is my pitch. Okay. Um, the gold dollar coins that they are making now. The Sacagaweas? The Sacagaweas are wonderful. I'm talking about the presidential dollar coins. Oh, I didn't know They are doing all of the presidents in order. They're doing like four or five per year. And it's so much fun. Every time I, every time I get them in their shiny, 
it means there's a new set of presidents has been released. How did you have these? Uh, the, the, the car wash I go to, you gotta put, uh, they give you change all in dollar coins. And when you go and buy a train ticket uh, in, in L.A., uh, if you pay the machine to get your, um, you know, to get your uh, train pass, they always pay your change in dollar coins. Can you go to a bank and get them too? Yeah, you can go to a bank and get them. I want, I want some of these. Um, yeah, they're amazing. And it's every president starting at George Washington up through our most recent president, Barack Obama. What are we up to right Here's now? Here's hoping. <laughs> Um, here's hoping they discontinue this whole thing. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, we don't get into that on this show. How, uh, how far into the presidencies are we? They're pretty far. I think, um, we're, we're definitely into the 20th century. Really? Let's see where they are now. All right. Well, I'm going to look this up. While you check on that. Okay. I, w- I just want to talk about paper money. For okay. A second. I do love it. There's a lot about paper money to like, I think. Um, and maybe part of this comes from enjoying going to casinos as well. Like I love uh, people counting out when they count out your money and they sort of stack it out. You can't really do that with coins. Um, and for me, like I love – my instinct on the coin side would be the quarter because I grew up at an age where you went to arcades all the time. So a quarter meant you got to play an arcade game. Of course, a $5 bill meant you got to play 20 games and a $20 bill – meant you got to play 80 games. So, you know, those those types of bills have, have always had a special meaning, but like 100 was like a big right. deal to get. But then weren't you annoyed when you had in your pocket, if you didn't play $20 worth of video games, then you're walking home with this giant heavy pocket that your suspenders are having trouble holding up? Mark, hmm? I always play $20 worth of video games. <laughs> always. So, so you're looking at these coins now. Yes, have I've, I've, I've brought up Liberty on one side and the president in profile on the other side. That is true. And uh, I'll give you the details right now. It looks like they might be uh, they might have been done. Wow, they're done. I haven't gotten them in a long time. And they well, they're not done. They've gotten up to the 40th president. So they're up to Reagan. They're up to Ronald Reagan. So they're definitely in the 20th century. Uh, yeah, I guess I haven't washed my car in a long time, but there's, there's something really great about this because when else are you going to find, first of all, I'm a huge presidential history nerd. You know this. Um, when else are you going to find uh, a coin, um, the, a coin that has Franklin Pierce on it or right. Millard Fillmore? What, when- By the way, um, the reason, and I remember I'd looked this up before, uh, the reason that they've stopped now at Ronald Reagan, uh, and why they skipped Jimmy Carter is because to be on a coin, you have to be deceased. Oh, I see. Right. So, it's only- so there are no living presidents on coins. But I love the idea that you could pay like, uh, all right, that's $3. Uh, it's going to be $3. All right. So that's two Nixons and an LBJ. Great. Yeah. I'll throw that. In. Oh man. I, for a long time, I collected them and, uh, I had a bunch of them and, and I would get excited when the new ones would come out. Like I said, if you get one that's a little dirtier, like this, probably a George Washington because they made a bajillion of those. Um, yeah, the presidential, ah, man, it's hard for me to go with anything but the presidential dollar coin. I think they're neat, but I also think it takes away the honor. Like it's something to be. It means something yeah. for the presidents who are on money to be there. And it's, mm-hmm. that's why it's a big deal that Andrew Jackson will be removed from the $20 bill. That's true. that goes through and that happens. Well, you know what? At the National Mint, they've already got 
Um, oh, they've already got the they've already got a well. They've already got a banner hanging in front of the mint that shows a one, a five, a ten, a twenty, a fifty, and a hundred. Like I guess they're, I think they're like between the columns, right. and the twenty is already the um, okay. So shout out to Lin Manuel, by the way, yeah, uh, for making sure that it wasn't Hamilton who was taken off a bill, that it was Andrew Jackson who was taken off a bill. Yeah, but it see it means something that Andrew uh, that Alexander Hamilton is on the ten. Yeah, because he that's, invented our whole money system. Right, that's a big deal. Yeah. It commemorates that. Right now, so I guess yeah, you know what? There's now Grover uh, Grover, Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. He gets twice as many. Yeah, he was president twice. Now you got uh, Taft on a on a coin. Yeah, I, you know what? You're right. It does diminish the specialness of being on a coin. Right. Um. Now the the Sacagawea golden dollar coin. Right. I would get on board with that. Sure. The Sacagawea coin is beautiful in that it's the only it's the only piece of American money that honors indigenous people. You know what? That's a real great argument for that. It's also the only coin we currently have in circulation with a woman on it, right? Um, yes. The and Susan B. Anthony, like they're not, re- they don't really make them anymore. You could use them. You can use them, sure. Really made. Yeah, yes. the fifty cent piece, uh, which I think were discontinued because they are so close in size to quarters that this is what I heard as a kid anyway that they stopped using uh, uh, Susan or Susan B. Anthony dollars. Hers is the dollar. Right. Uh, Kennedy was the big half dollar yes, yeah, uh, coin. Cent piece. Right. Uh, yeah. Susan B. Anthony dollars were too close in size to quarters that people were putting them in vending machines and being like, ah, dang it. I just threw a dollar in there <laughs> and it registered them as quarters. <laughs> so they drove people crazy. Um, yeah, now they are cool. gold and thicker and, but yeah, it's a good hefty coin. Yeah. It's got a good feel to it. Yeah. And it didn't, but it didn't really change. It's not like we, I think the idea was. I thought the idea was maybe like maybe this will replace the one dollar bill. That was the plan, yeah. But you can't replace the one dollar bill. No, other unless you want people walking around with little coin purses full of gold, which, by the way, I did because when I would get a bunch of dollar quarters, I really felt like a pirate walking around with gold doubloons. <laughs> I was like, this is the way to do things. Or like you lived in Hobbiton, you were yeah. going down to the yeah. The was it the Green Dragon? I would tip by handing the bartender one gold coin for a drink, which is a dollar. That's a dollar a drink. That's the rule. Did they think it? Did they think like this? This bozo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, um, a whole dollar. You know what? I will say then for. Um, I'm sorry to Ben Franklin. Yeah. I, I will say for the tactile joy, the beauty of the shiny object, because we know that as humans we follow the shiny object. Um, and for the honor that is bestowed by being put on this, I will say it's the Sacagawea dollar. I will agree. Asked and answered. Boom. We got two more. We can do it. The slate is almost clean. Uh, YW38 went on Reddit and asked. Why not dub 38? That's what I say. Right? Best Power Ranger. Oh, Aaron Cahill from um, Power Rangers Time Force, the pink Power Ranger. Asked and answered. Yeah. All right. Rachel Rosing. Is it Rosing or Ro- I think it's Rosing. I'm sorry, Rachel. I'm sorry I don't know how to pronounce your last name. To Rachel. I feel like I should have known. Rachel, uh, who is in our Facebook group and also mm-hmm. comments all over, she's a w- well-known member of uh, the Max Fun family awesome. out there all over the place. Um, she wants to know the best tape. The best tape. Best tape. That's all it says. Best tape. That is all it says. So, all right, let's go over the tapes. Ducked, scotch, uh, double sided, double sided, medical, audio, video, gaffers, 
gaffers. Um, Tail electrical. Up. What's that? Tail of the. Tail of the. Nixon. Yeah. Um, fabric. Yeah. Craps last. It's a semi obscure, I think, uh, Samuel Beckett play. Okay. By the way, that's a play that I've always wanted to do because the play is literally a guy sitting on stage, hits play on a tape recorder, and then listens to a thing. It's a very oh. weird play, but super easy to perform. Yeah, that sounds great. Is that an equity <laughs> gig? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, worm. Ooh, gross. No, that's not going to win. We're, oh, we're naming, still naming tapes. Types. Um, tape heads. Oh, sure. Deck. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not a kind of tape. The tape would be the cassette. Right. Are we lumping audio tape and cassettes together? Are we lumping VHS, Super 8, all of that videotape together? No, that's to me, that's film. I don't think of it as tape. I don't think Super 8 is, I don't think Super 8 is. No, no, no. Super 8 is film, but like eight, there was high eight tapes. Remember you had to put the little cassette inside the adapter or like, you know. Yes. I mean, those have gone by the wayside now. Right. But it's not like reel to reel audio. That's not tape. Ooh, that's tape. Yeah. Yeah. It's magnetic oh, tape. The magnetic tape that you use. You know to, what? Yeah, that's magnetic tape. Why don't we tape. just say this will cover video, audio, all of that. Magnetic tape. Magnetic tape. Audio, visual, magnetic tape. Okay. So we have sticky tapes, magnetic tape, and, and tape that yoga. play that you don't have to do. Tapioca pudding. And tapioca pudding. I mean, look, I I have it in my apartment. I have it in my car. Duct tape comes in pretty darn handy. A duct tape is nice. It's some can be hard to rip. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. good because it has like it has the cloth interlay in it, mm-hmm. um, so, which makes it very stable. Obviously, sure. I'm a big fan of gaffer's tape. Gaffer's tape, for those who don't know, is used primarily in theaters and film. Yes, um, it's just like very very strong cloth duct tape. If you've ever, it is also a million dollars a roll. <laughs> well. If you ever watch Adam Savage's tours of his workspace, mm-hmm. which is like meticulously uh, organized, like everything – he knows where everything is. He's got rolls and rolls of gaffer's tape, just beautifully organized. Sure. And He's I, Adam Savage. Yeah. Everything is beautifully organized. The guy can build – he could probably build a spaceship. What's he going to build his Falcon Heavy? I don't know, man. And what's he going to blast into space? By the way, shout out to Elon Musk for this week blasting his car into space while that car is permanently blaring David Bowie in orbit. Doesn't it feel that like- is what you do if you have a billion dollars, people? Does that feel like uh, like a prank they would have played on in Real Genius? Yeah, on Kent. Yeah, they would blast his car into space and be like, "Where's my car? It's in literally in orbit." Yeah, sorry, solar orbit. Also, you have to clean up all the popcorn in this house. <laughs> Why is there so much popcorn? Did you laser popcorn into this house? Sorry, it was me. <laughs> um, I mean, I can get on board with gaffer's tape, um, or gaff tape. What do you call it? I call it gaffer's tape. Um, it's just, it feels so. It's very specialized. It's, yeah, it feels really specialized. I mean, scotch tape is such a classic standby. Sure. Scotch tape, you, and you can't, oh, painter's tape, we forgot about. Painter's tape as well. Masking yes. tape. Masking tape. Um, electrical tape. Mm-hmm. Electrical tape. I, I oh, you out. said it. Yeah. You said it. Electrical tape can save your life. Yes. Covering up that copper that's bare and could start a fire. Yes. Scotch tape. Uh, Scotch tape you or is great for, you know, 
gentle, delicate things, a Christmas package. But it's also a blue collar tape. Sure. It's, hey, and we're gonna we're gonna put a sign up on the window. Get some scotch tape and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take the scotch tape, make a ring, then we're gonna stick it on. It becomes double sided tape. Yeah, but it's you can really also like do that the, with double sided tape. You any tape can it's become double sided class tape. tape. It's the tape of the working class. Scotch tape. Yes. See, I would say that uh, duct like tape duct. is the tape of the See, working I, class. Duct tape is like the fix everything. Yeah. As but it's you don't use it for other things. It's a fixer tape. Yeah, so you don't use yeah. it in the office. I've used it to like stick something up to the wall. You have, but then it leaves a it leaves a residue, right? Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. This is tougher. But I, we're by the way, we're eliminating um, magnetic tape because everything's digital now. Right, but isn't it important? It's important. It's very important. It, deti- di- it deteriorates though. If everything's digital now, we don't really need to worry about scotch tape because we're not really dealing with paper that much anymore. That's true. But you know what still breaks? Ducts. You really want to say duct tape, don't you? Look, I'm 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 leaning toward duct tape, but I could be again. This is not this is not our opinions, Hal. We are uncovering the facts, and we are uncovering the truth, and we're uncovering the correct answers. I'm just you know I'm over here with my tiny archaeology brush, right. brushing off duct tape while you're brushing off scotch tape. If Would we, we agree it's down to those two? Uh, let me ask you this okay. I, before we agree it's down to those two. If you were making a time capsule mm-hmm. of humanity mm-hmm. in the last 100 years mm-hmm. and they said pick a tape Duck. of the last 100 years, you wouldn't put magnetic tape for everything it's done, oh. including audio, video. Ooh. It's an important tape. And people still use magnetic tape. You still do tape backups. Some some companies still do that. For magnetic tape systems. is responsible for all the great music that I like. Yep. Um, yeah. the Beatles were recorded on magnetic tape. Oof. So were all of my childhood football games. Yeah. And, uh, Amigos was also filmed on magnetic tape, Mark. That's right. Well, it was videotaped on magnetic. It was taped on magnetic yeah, tape. It was taped on magnetic tape. Um, and then they- shout out to Amigos. All yeah. 30 episodes, I believe, available somewhere now. This was the show I did as a child for those who have not uh, heard me talk about it before. Uh, I was on a PBS series where we taught Spanish to school children. And then you were packaged and shipped off in the last episode. Yeah. It, long story. What was that set like? How often did you work on that? Oh, every day. But it was like every But we day. did like – we did. I mean we just did like one big block. It was like you're out of school for two months. We're going to do this. Oh, so you- We're going to shoot 30 episodes. Or we did two seasons. So we did like – You filmed it over the summer. I'm not sure when we, when we, I think I, I may have actually, no, because we had school wrangler people there. Like we had to have that school thing that they do. Oh, so you were, I was regular on you it. You were yeah. out of school. Yeah. For two months. I'm not sure exactly how long it and took. And then they put you, you had the, a tutor. Yeah. How many? Bungalow how many Bill, we called him. Real nice guy. <laughs> How many of the kids were there? Were there four? Of them? Uh, there were like series regular kids. There were like, yeah, like five or six of us. And you, like, learned. Bill had all the boys, and then there was a teacher, um, who had all the girls. Uh, I don't know why they segregated us by gender. That's very weird. Yeah. And there were like, so there were like four boys and three girls, something like that. And were you, uh, was that filmed in Tennessee? Uh, taped, please. Sorry, taped. It was, was taped, yeah, in Knoxville. Magnetic taped in Knoxville. Yeah. It's got to be magnetic tape then, right? Look. Yeah, I feel like that. What a sleeper victory. It's an important tape. Yeah, it, as far it's as – It's not – it's still used. There are still places yeah. 
where that's used. That that recorders use tape. Sure. They're still functioning. All right. Then it's then the best tape is uh magnetic tape. We what had, a weird choice. This one ended on a real surprise to really both of us. Really did. I just thinking about it like maybe sometimes the answer is the thing that's not used as much anymore but is responsible but yeah. for for a lot. Oh, sure. It's magnetic tape. Magnetic tape, the best tape. Asked and answered. Wow, we did it. We cleaned this slate. We cleaned the heck out of this slate. How long did that take us? Are we under an hour? hour. Okay, a little over an hour. Yeah. All right. That's a good job. Nine topics I think we did. Yeah. But there are so many more out there and we want to get those topics from you. That's right. So please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or check out the Maximum Fund subreddit or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or you can go to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thank you, as always, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners. Thanks for all these topics this week. Thanks for all the topics you're giving us. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for coming out to see our live shows. And, um, yeah, just thanks for uh, giving us a chance to do this. It's a lot of fun. We always have a great time, and we hope you do, too. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. We got this. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.